that's fine. All right, yeah. So now we're now we're recording. All right. So let's let's start at the beginnings, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, Earth Earthbound, or I guess Mother, also known as Earthbound Beginnings, in in the U.S. does have kind of a weird past, right? I mean, yeah. There was a fully made prototype that was ready to ship, um, and they decided to eighty six it because that Super Nintendo was coming out. Um, and then what did you, so, so I know that some of the prototypes have popped up. Um, I'm a little yeah. hazy on the details. If you could maybe provide some context, well, which, you know, I think that it was probably, um, through starmen.net that I heard about it first and they, uh, don't, they don't ever host ROMs and things on there, but they talk about them, and so then I realized that they existed. And I know that I went out and found the uh, ROM that was uploaded um, and played it on an emulator a long time ago. Um, sort of in between, yeah, when it was cancelled as an official release, and then when it was actually finally released in some other form later on. Um, and I think that the the next one that they released was like an um Game Boy Advance maybe was like Mother 1 and 2 right um, right yeah and then uh so the the ROM version was called like Earthbound 0 I think and then there's Mother 1 and 2 comes out a bit after that uh and then the version we're playing now is on Wii U uh and it's called Earthbound Beginnings are there some other ones out there is I think that's all the different versions of this that I know of. No, I think that's right. I know, I think over time, um, four of the prototypes for the NES cartridges have popped up in the wild. Um, mm -hmm. And I think they, those are slightly different, or at least the, the boards look different. I don't know if there's actually any gameplay differences between them. Um, but I guess before we, we really dive into this, I'd like to thank Phil Sandhop for... Uh, implementing the turbo button or the run button, I yeah. should say, because uh, good grief, this would have been brutal without it. Yeah. I know, I know. It's uh, it's something that uh, it makes it basically makes everything go faster, right? So it right, is kind right. of like a turbo button. Yeah, but it makes it a little bit easier to get around for sure. Yeah, you do uh, end up feeling like you're getting into a battle like every second, though. You know, if you're unlucky, it's just like you, yeah. And that's another difference is like there's no uh, enemies on the um, overworld. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because I think this Earthbound Beginnings I think was only released for the Wii U. Um, I guess at a last ditch effort to get people to actually buy the system, they started putting on you know some of their IPs that um, <laughs> they hadn't released forever because like that's actually when uh. I think Earthbound was first re-released um, in the U.S. Mm. on the Wii U as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So, so what do you know about this game? You know, before we, in terms of plot and that kind of stuff, um, I've only played oh, Earthbound. Yeah. I've I started Mother Three, um, haven't gotten really far in that, and then I know nothing about this game, uh, Earthbound's beginnings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I. I don't remember it very well from when I played it the other time, um, but it definitely has a uh, sort of premise, a setup of um, 
this interest in like weird and uh, sort of spooky supernatural uh, events that's like on the one hand and then like totally everyday normal but especially specifically american uh daily life on the other hand and so it's like this weird kind of like um combination of the supernatural and the totally ordinary um, but of course that american life is like filtered through uh itoy's perspective or, or imagination or what have you right, right. and sort of a uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting in that respect. Um, it's a, I find it kind of a shame that it wasn't released, but on the other hand, it meant that for people like us, um, Earthbound, the one that's on Super Nintendo, uh, was our first like first go at this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that you know, I I think that that makes for a special experience. Like that's obviously my favorite game. Um, so. I find this game interesting, and I, I like the way that it takes some of those ideas and, um, you know, practices them, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, I definitely find Earthbound the more, you know, complete and fun experience. Um, yeah. yeah. I was going to pull up that, that premise page, because it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, what, the premise page? Yeah, like where it just gives you like a, a page of text as you start a new game. Oh, right, um, right, right. So um, if I, re- I, I was looking into this, so, you know, in the, so uh, yeah, let's just get to this. Well, I guess we can t- talk about the start screen, right? So it's just, you know, directed by Shigesato Itoi. Did I say that right? Yeah, right. Um, so there's really not much there. You, open, you, you turn on the game, it just says, you know, Nintendo directed by Shigesato Itoi, and then has Earthbound beginnings with the Earth rotating. Um, so so no weird um, attack of Gygus or, you know, whoever the protagonist is, or the antagonist in this game is. Um, we don't get any kind of preview for that, at least not at the start. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just like Earthbound, you, you start your new game, you get to name the four party members, you know, and then your favorite food. Um, but yeah, so I guess then we are when you start the game, we we start we start with some text. Um, yeah. Okay. Here it goes. So in the early 1900s, a dark shadow covered a small country town in rural America. At that time, a young married couple vanished mysteriously from their home. The man's name was George. The woman's name was Maria. Two years later, as suddenly as he left, George returned. He never told anyone where he had been or what he had done. But he began an odd study all by himself. As for Maria, his wife, she never returned. So that's what I'm yep. getting. That spooky vibe, right? Um, there's this kind of mystery. And um, when we pick up the game, we are the great-grandson of George and Maria. Is um, it? Is it our, okay, I thought we were just the grand. Right, because it's the great-grandfather's diary that we find, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I think that's how the, the, the family tree would work, right? And so, um, that, yeah, right. So the first, like, little quest, or, or whatever you want to call it, like, the sort of tutorial to this game, is you wake up and there is, the house is shaking, um, there's this possessed 
a lamp that attacks you, and then you got to fight the possessed doll, mm -hmm. uh, which is really creepy. Um, and when you defeat the doll, it uh, it seems to stop, right? Like the the supernatural, the paranormal activity goes away. Um, yes. And that's when you have to find the key to the basement uh, where your great-grandfather's diary is. Uh, yeah, and I think in the doll, um, we find the music box. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So you defeat the doll, and it's a naked doll, or at least that's what it looked like to me. Might have been wearing shoes, but... Um, you know what I'm, I'm trying to say. Uh, so that, was, that was kind of creepy in and of itself. And yeah, you don't even get out of the first room of the game um, before you're attacked by the lamp. And that kind of caught me off guard. Um, but I guess, you know, it, immediately kind of subverting expectations. You don't expect to battle someone in your first, uh, you know, minute of a game, let alone it being an inanimate object like a lamp in your bedroom. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then what? So that happens. You're right. There's something. The house is shaking. You go down. You get. You go to the basement, um, and you find what the plastic bag, bread, and then the diary. Oh, I guess I should take a step back because we have to get the key. You go outside. Um, you can talk to the animals, and there's a dog out there. Um, and then the key was on his collar. On the dog's collar. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think you get to play as the dog. Right. That's an that's an uh, an element that isn't into the in this one. It, that is in Mother Three as well. I think um, having the dog join your party, uh, but not this one. Uh, and it's strange because um, you you have a, a power called telepathy. Like your your psi power that you start the game with, and it's like it's strongly implied. I think lots of evidence seems to indicate that great grandfather's mysterious studies had to do with psi power. Um, I think someone comes out and says that a little bit later. Um, but anyway, like you start the game with the psi power that doesn't seem to do anything. I don't know. I haven't found anyone who I can read their mind yet. Have you tried it on a bunch of people? I haven't tried it on anyone. Um, okay. I had no idea what it did, and I don't think it explains it at all. Um, no. <laughs> unless unless there's like a character that I missed that I was supposed to be talking to. But no, I, I have no idea uh, what that does. Um, I don't even think you can select it in battle, which is what I initially tried to do. Um, right. Yeah. And it, yeah, like it just like didn't even let me select it. Um, granted, I think I was using it against a centipede. So I'm not sure what you can <laughs> telepathically um, get from them. But uh, anyway, yeah. So. You know, we get the we go to the basement, which is pitch black. Um, I guess they don't have any lights in there. Um, mm -hmm. You get your few items, and then you're kind of just off on your your merry way. Um, well, right. let me take another step back. So, I guess you have two sisters in that house, or is it just one? There's there's two, and their names are very similar. One's Minnie, and one's Mimi, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the mom joke seems to be you can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, that okay. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess that joke went over my head since I wasn't even sure if there was one or two. Uh, but that clarifies that. And then yeah, the mom. And then just like an Earthbound, um, you talk to your father to save your game, and he kind of gives you directions and tells you not to work too hard um, and that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and then I guess that's kind of the tutorial, and then we're off into the world, and we can just go and explore. 
Yeah, I got killed so many times uh, <laughs> as I was trying to make it down to the town. Uh, Just, um, man, brutal. Uh, I'm glad that I'm not the only one because I'm, I'm like, am I doing something wrong here? Like, I think I died at least twice, maybe three times um, yeah. before I could even like get out of my house and make it to the town. Because uh, you immediately, the, the first enemies that I fought were the centipede and then the hippie. Ooh, yeah. And those hippies were just as strong, if not stronger than me. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was, it was brutal. Um, if I'm going to be honest to try to like, like, why is the learning curve so steep at the very beginning of this game? I know that that's very, um, uh, that's par for the course on these kind of JRPGs, but mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be nice if you could even get out of your own like house and get to the town. You can't even like progress the story at all. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, it's reminiscent a little bit of Earthbound in that respect, where you can get killed pretty easily fighting some of the first few enemies there, like the crows, you know? Yeah. You get a little bit unlucky, they will beat you up. Um, but it's, I mean, they they don't have that much HP in Earthbound. I want to say compared to the Earthbound beginnings here, This it takes like multiple turns um, of fighting to get through these battles and yeah and the enemies you fight do seem to have uh you know stronger attacks than you and and more health than you um so the one good thing is you can get as many uh, orange juices as you want from your one sister um if you just keep talking to her maybe it's only while the uh poltergeist is still there or whatever's going on right um but you can load up on those right and then the other good thing is i mean you can die and it really has no consequences um it just teleports you back to your house uh basically and you just can start over you, you can rest there and recover hp which you know you have all of once you're revived and pp which doesn't really matter until you learn the spell um or the psi life up uh which is crucial so i feel like the game is sort of training you that you're going to die a lot and that you need to um, be patient, you know? Uh, I, I think that it's... Do you think thematically it's, it's like, intentional, right? You're going to have to, like, push through. You're, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough, but you just need to... If you stick to it for long enough, you'll eventually, like, break through. Yeah, and, and just, like, to take your time. I think that's a theme of the game is to, like, enjoy just going from place to place and that's oh in a way that means like the turbo button kind of um uh it's understandable why they left that out in the original design of the game right if um if they're trying to sort of make it a more uh time consuming right (laughs) for lack of a better word uh experience um as convenient as it is to have that ability to run um so yeah so i i don't know it yeah, it was a little frustrating, but uh, I think I agree that, like, looking at the context of when this game came out, too, uh, what you're going for is that feeling of gradually getting stronger um, and also just uh, giving the player, like, a world that they can spend a lot of time in, you know, which they didn't necessarily have a lot of ways to do that other than with absurd difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's like a variety of enemies that you encounter. 
um, mm-hmm. before you really progress. So there, there's the crow, um, the dog that's the, the stray dog that for whatever reason has a collar and a leash on it. Yeah. I'm not sure that that dog is a stray if that has those two things, but um, <laughs> yeah, so you have that. And then I guess what your first destination after you leave your house, when you finally, you know, grinded enough to, to level up and be strong enough to survive the hippies attacks, uh, you make your way down to Podunk, which, you know, I, I think going back to what you were talking about, you know, the kind of the ordinary, right. Podunk is just kind of, yeah, just a boring rural town, right. Like just a super ordinary, there's nothing of note. Um, and, and that's where you live. That's where you're coming from. Um, so that, that was, to me, that's clearly like intentionally like, yeah, to, to go, to go more with the themes, like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. You, um, you live outside of town and you have to, um, make your way down there. Uh, and on the way you pass by this house where somebody's, uh, looking for their daughter. Mm -hmm. Right. And, that becomes kind of your first quest in town. Uh, and along with that, there's apparently zombies, right? So it's just sort of like, oh, by the way, um, not only are people's houses getting possessed, but the dead are rising from their graves and uh, attacking people. Um, and these, again, you can see like some of the the bits and pieces, the elements that get reworked later in Earthbound. Yes. Right? Um and they're all sort of just mashed up together here, right? Like the missing daughter, um, the zombies in the cemetery, um, the the sleazy mayor, right? Who yes, uh, yes, just wants yes. To get reelected. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he has. Uh, no, so really fun. He has. He has no problem sending a, a you know child to go save this this girl Pippi, I think her name is. Um, yeah. Out of the cemetery, um, and he's going to take all the glory for it. <laughs> right, and so I don't know. There isn't a whole lot to do in town um, that I could find anyway. You could, you can go in the department store, but stuff there is so expensive at first. Um, I just didn't bother trying to buy anything. Um, there's definitely like some of the same um, places that you're used to, like the um, the hotel um, and. Uh, the hospital, mm-hmm. right? These sort of like functional places, um, but a lot of the buildings you can't go in at all. They're, um, you know, they're just there for decoration, really. Yeah, um, and I think there's it, even a sign or someone tells. I think it's a mouse, right? You go into a house, a mouse, yeah, and he tells you like which houses you can enter, which I actually appreciate. I don't know, is there something like that um, in Earthbound? Like, I think the mouse says, you know, if it's a square door, you can't enter it. Um, and if there's like not a sign in front, you can't enter it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That saves me time from like checking every door. Yeah, I was so confused at Pippi's house. It's the first house other than your own. I guess not counting the dog house in your yard. But you, like, I was wondering, like, why can't I go in this house? And then, yeah, sure enough, the next house you go in um, is the mouse's house, where he explains that that function for you. Uh, so yeah, it's like again, uh, it gives the sense of a real world, right? It's like, I think a direct, probably a, a relatively straight up um, critique of, like a funny one of the Dragon Quest games, uh, the Dragon Warrior games in the US, but Dragon Quest, where like you just go in everyone's house and you search all their stuff. Um, 
and you take anything you find, right? Uh, whereas here, it's like a lot of houses you just you can't go in, um, which is like the real world, I guess. Um, privacy matters. Um, although you can't go in lots of other ones, too. Uh, so. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It, like, I'm, I'm glad it saves me time. I know exactly which houses are just decoration, and I don't have to waste my yeah. time. Um, so I yeah. did buy something at the department store. I went up all the way to the top floor, and I bought, I think, a canary. Oh, or something yeah, like that's that. right. Canary chick. So I, I did buy that. Um, I think I regret buying it. Because uh, that was like all of my money at the time, and I probably could have used it more on orange juices and stuff like that, or bread or whatever to heal. Because, yeah, I died a lot, um, and I might yeah. actually, and I'm not sure what the canary chick even does, and if I ever need it. Like, I don't know. Um, when I was exploring, I went to the east of, of the town, and you run across um, two policemen who are guarding the bridge, and I think that's to the zoo. And, oh, okay. And the policemen say, like, yeah, you can't go across, like, by the mayor's orders and stuff like that. So um, I initially tried to go east, got shot shut down. So then I went back, and then I talked to the mayor, and that's when I figured out that I needed to go to the cemetery to get um, Pippi. Yeah. With his blessing. Yeah, yeah. He dispatches you to be the hero that everyone needs. Um and yeah, then then I got killed a bunch more times oh trying to get God. through the cemetery because <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. The zombies are so fast and strong. Um, I just ran away from them all the time. Every zombie I just ran away from. Uh, and I I beat up on bats because they weren't too bad. Um, and I forget if there's any other new enemies that we encounter there, but... Yeah, so we have yeah. the, the Mr. Bats that can come. I, I had a wave of four at one point in time, and yeah. they weren't really... They're, they're not a threat if it's one or two, but when it's four, it can get a little dicey. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so then there's what? The pseudo-zombie that you run into? The gang mm -hmm. zombie who's wearing like a suit and tie? Yeah. And super yeah. strong. Um, and then after I... You know, you go in, um, you find Pippi. Uh, I think that's when you start fighting ghosts. Oh, that's right. There's some ghosts down there, yeah. yeah. Um, did you open all the, all the coffins that you came across in that room? I just I only opened one, and it had Pippi, and I assumed that the other ones were just traps. So I didn't waste my time. I, yeah, I was too scared to. I saw them. It looked like they were moving, right. um, so I didn't open them. Uh but I opened the last one in the room, and yeah, luckily that was where Pippi was. Um, yes. And she she joins your party. Uh, she's just kind of a temporary party member, though, right? Like she leaves again um, as soon as you get her home. Uh, yes. As soon as you go to the mayor's, yeah, yeah. Well, and I I don't I don't know about you, but I was unable to escape the cemetery um, without dying. So, but I actually think dying there was probably the quickest way to finish it because it just takes you back to uh your last save point with pippy and toe um, oh cool so i i stopped at the house on the way to the cemetery with the healer who can like charge your pp or um soften you if you're like in a rock yes. state uh and so like i died and then i was just like immediately warped there and i just walked back and i had to pay like 125 dollars um to heal this unconscious girl which i don't know if that's also a commentary on america's healthcare system 
because um, it, it's <laughs> awfully expensive to save like you know this this like a gotcha's girl who like everyone's worried about uh, but yeah so so you save pippy um and then I'm trying to think. What did I did I take Pippi back, or is she still part of your your party? Because I know I went to the mayor. No, you go to the mayor with her, mm-hmm. and then she kind of like leaves your party, right? And then you get the key yeah. from Abbott. That's right. But then if you walk back to her house, she is standing out front now. Okay. Um, so she just kind of teleports up there uh, once you interact with the mayor. I don't know what would happen if you walked all the way home with her first. There might be some other kind of um, dialogue up there if you take her straight to her mom. Hmm. I'm not sure if you're allowed. Maybe she'll... I don't know what would happen. Maybe she stops you like from leaving town or something. I, I don't know. Um, but I didn't do it. I, I took her straight to the mayor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so this took about an hour, all told, I guess. Um, I think it can easily take longer or shorter, depending how lucky or unlucky you are with your, with your battles, your random encounters. Yeah. Because um, it can be very brutal. Yeah. Uh, but I think... You know, getting to around level five, doing all this stuff seems about about right. Um, of course, that does mean you're still very much in danger from zombies, and so I, I still run from them at this point. I don't bother fighting them. Um, everything else, you can tell that you're much stronger. Like if you fight some hippies, you can kill them in a couple turns. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, yeah. No, the the, the enemies I was talking about earlier: centipedes, hippies, dog, crow. Um, they're not a problem. I usually just hit auto fight for those, because um, mm-hmm. there's not much for me to do since I telepathy doesn't work and life up doesn't it hurt them. So I just use that, you know, at my own discretion. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. This game kind of kind of a slog right now. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to stick to it, just like Ness or sorry, Nintendo is is doing so as well um i'm gonna push through because um i get an earthbound it, it has like kind of like a similar learning curve or mm-hmm. or difficulty curve um you know now that we have life up um makes it a lot easier to kind of survive and, and not die after like two or three random battles so that's uh so that's nice although i was in battle and i tried to use life up and I didn't have enough PP for it, so it like wasted my move. Oh no! It didn't even like let me like. It didn't say like you don't have enough PP. You know, attack or guard or whatever, or run or whatever. It just like wasted my turn. So um, okay, I'm cautioning yeah. you. I don't even think it says how much it costs. Um, no, each of the spells. there's no. Yeah, the there's very little um, description of what the spells do. Also, like. Yeah, there's nowhere that it says, like, what will happen if you try this ability out. Um, nor what it will cost you, yeah. And, and the other thing I noticed that's tricky is if you are fighting a group of enemies and one gets killed, but your other party member is still targeting them, they will lose their turn. Um, and instead of, like, having it auto-correct to the next available enemy. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That's that's a little bit annoying as well. And I remember that old games do that. You know, I, I remember that happens on some of the older... Uh, maybe it's on Final Fantasy, like the original one, or, or Dragon Quest. I forget now, but... Probably um, both. Yeah. Honestly. Well, Dragon Quest, I know the first one, you're only 
you're only one person through that whole game, so it's got to be one of the sequels to Dragon Quest if it is. But yeah, Final Fantasy, if you have like a party and you're attacking different things, I think, yeah, I think it'll do that too. It's So it's like, uh, there's, yeah, there's things about it that are frustrating, um, especially if you are used to more modern games and, and just, um, I, I guess we have to kind of keep that in mind as we go through it, like um, making sure that we aren't judging it by standards that are unreasonable for <laughs> when it came out. So No, no, um, and I, I, I think um, for, for a lot of the games that I, I love on the Super Nintendo, when you kind of go back and play their predecessors on the Nintendo, um, a lot of them like don't hold up, and they're awful yeah. to try to get through. Like... Um, the difference between Metroid and Super Metroid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's just a bunch of other games where it's like, wow, this is s- such a better attempt. And there's so many like quality of life changes and the presentation so much better that it, it is hard to go back. But um, you're right. No, I think I, I'm trying to enter this with the perspective of like, yeah, this is an NES um, JRPG. Um, it's going to be a little wonky. Obviously, the graphics aren't going to be as good. Um, the text is very weird. It seems like they didn't have enough space, so they don't have like spaces between a lot of words. And so yeah. like some of the words will be all capital letters except for the last one that's like lowercase for like no reason. Um, <laughs> right. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm interested to see um, what's going on. It seems like our quest is to attain eight melodies. Um, right. Because when you open up the start menu or whatever, your status menu, um, you see that there's like eight slots for the melodies. So, um, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play. I, I'm assuming that the first, again, couple of hours are going to be the hardest part of this. Um, but now that we have a spell that can heal us, that makes it a, a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> um, at least until we get more party members right I think that's the key right um, things get a lot easier when there's two of you for enemies to split up their attacks between um, and so yeah uh, I don't know how long it'll be before we get another party member now that Pippi has joined and then left so soon but but you do notice I think that this, the music changes once you come out of the cemetery uh, where it's like this like scary spooky music um, when you have Pippi in your party, then a new song is playing everywhere. Um, and I think the music in this game is just really great. Uh, it's really fun. Um, and so I like the original sounds music that was playing uh, in the overworld, um, but I really like the song that starts playing once you come out with Pippi um, and have rescued and now have a friend. <laughs> Dang. Um, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I guess I need to go back and watch like a let's play to hear that music because I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. But oh, okay. But I do agree that the the music's really good here, um, and a lot of it was kind of upgraded for and redone for Earthbound. Um, yeah, you recognize a lot of the tunes, I think. Right. So it's just an eight bit versus the thirty two bit or sixteen bit, right? Yeah. Super Nintendo sixty. So yeah, I mean, it's just. The, the music from the Earthbound is just like the natural evolution of a lot of this music. So, um, yeah. no, I'm, uh, I think, I don't know. Uh, 
when do you want to talk again? Like, when do you think you'll be able to play like another hour or so? Um, and we can have another discussion. Uh, probably in the next few days. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got tomorrow off. I've got Tuesday off as well, actually, because of uh, so many kids and so many staff being out uh, sick and stuff. So we got an extra day off, I think, each of the next few weeks. So, yeah, a little bit of time. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you get to it before I do, just let me know where you stop and then I'll, I'll stop as well. But it looks like our next journey is going to be to the zoo. Yes. Which... I think that the canary does matter there. I think you do need the canary for this part. Um, yeah. Anytime I go to the department or to the, you know, the department store, it had five levels. I was like, Jesus, that's so freaking long. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh yeah, this is the, you know, we're all out of everything except for this one animal. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to definitely need that animal. That's crucial. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm wondering how, my experience playing this game, you know, obviously playing Earthbound as many times as I have is kind of guiding me um, to know kind of what to do to look out for that kind of stuff. Um, right. And how it right. meets my expectations. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, in Earthbound, the threat was immediately known to come from like another world, right? It starts with the yeah. meteor here it's more of a supernatural kind of, of issue. So I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what our, our main threat is, although I think I already know based on playing Earthbound. But it'll be interesting to see how we get there and how they right. explained it. What happened to your great-grandfather and then I guess your great-grandmother, Maria? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, all right. Well, it's good, uh, good talking to you. Oh, one last one last question. Can you read oh, the yeah. diary or anything like that? Like, should I just be giving you that can, to my daughter? Or not to my daughter, to my sister? You, I don't know when it will be necessary, but it has a hint of some kind in it. If you, if you choose to use it, it um, lets, it just like lets you read like one page out of the diary. Um, okay. It has like a mysterious clue. Um, I'm always worried on this. I'm always worried with this kind of stuff that it's like, it's an item and I use it and then it's like gone forever. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) it'd be nice to know what kind of items like you can't like dispose of, but, uh, right. So later games, you get like a separate key items menu. Right. Um, although even in earthbound, the inventory system is pretty wonky and you don't have that. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice. All right. Well, uh, I guess our next, our next destination is the zoo. Um, yeah, excited to see see where this goes and how uh, Shigesato Itoi views rural America and, and an ordinary <laughs> person. Um, yeah, and I'll, all right, I guess I'll just stop there. Cool. All right.